For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's JV Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality, in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Ending the Sexual Dark Age is now sponsored by the Internet's most trusted name in adult toys. A happy pussy likes to play more often. AdamandEve.com is offering you guys half off on your choice of thousands upon thousands of vibrators and dildos and cock rings and strap-ons, nipple clamps, porn DVDs, butt plugs, pocket pussies, anything else you can imagine to either get yourself off or have some fun with your playmate. As always, we highly recommend making sex toys part of your sex life. And right now, AdamandEve.com is only asking for one chance to impress you. They're offering an awesome deal in support of ending the sexual dark age. And the whole thing goes a little like this. By typing dark age, all one word, for the offer code at checkout, you will get 50% off the most expensive item in your cart, with a few exceptions, free shipping, three free porn DVDs, and a sexy free mystery gift. Free DVDs are selected randomly and added to your order before they ship. AdamandEve.com is willing to damn near pay you to get off. So stop by, enter D-A-R-K-A-G-E at checkout, and proceed to collect on an awesome deal. Or just follow one of the links on SexualDarkAge.com. And if you like surfing on your smartphone, be sure to check out Adam and Eve's new mobile site. Yes, you too can buy dildos right from your iPhone now, thanks to Adam and Eve. Welcome to episode 50. Kind of a landmark episode, especially considering that by the end of the night tonight, we will have passed... Half a million downloads. Yay. Yeah. Thank you, much. everybody. Let's... Yes, thank you to everybody. Thank you for telling your friends. I know a lot of you do that. Uh, thank you for visiting the new and improved Facebook page and sexualdarkage.com. We're already starting to get uh, some listener feedback on some of the funny stuff we're posting. And, of course, everybody's welcome to post comments and... Uh, suggestions. Yeah, comments, suggestions, whatever. And we're posting a lot of very erotic, sexy photography. We're posting a lot of very... Funny sex pics. I can't help but get wet when, you know, I'm posting the fetish pics. Baby, you can't help but get wet when you're walking across the room. <laughs> okay, but really, extra wet when I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and there's Shara's first uncontrollable blush of the show. Actually, that's a perfect time to mention. We have a new toy to play with here on Ending the Sexual Dark Age. Uh, one of our favorite audience members sent us a gift, and we'll be posting a picture of it on Facebook later. But it is a lovely little red bell that says, Ring for Sex. <laughs> so now we have a second bell in the mix. <laughs> I know Shara's thrilled about that. <laughs> it is a very cute bell. I mean, it's ring it to have sex, you know, so I'm walking around ringing it all the time. But, you know, I didn't ring it before I fucked you 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what a... What a day it has been. Yes, it really has. Mm -hmm. really has. Great weekend again. 
So, this episode, we are primarily going to be talking about one question from a listener because it's something that is worthy of quite a bit of discussion and it needs to be approached from a few different angles. D from Facebook writes, I'm 28 years old, married with two kids. My wife and I have had very little intimate time and I feel she wedges whatever she can between us to keep it like that. I'm talking about less than 10 times in the past year. It's pushing me to the brink of insanity. I used to play a few video games from time to time, and this was one of her beefs, so I stopped and started to read more, and now that's the problem. I got more examples, but on to the point. I find your podcasts entertaining and educational. Do you have any advice to improve my shitty situation? I have so many places that I could go with this. Exactly, and that's why I decided to schedule it for an entire episode. <laughs> because, honestly, there's it's a relationship thing, I, I think. Um, and I'd like to back up for a second and... Um, talk about an email that you received and don't want to mention names, but it's from a therapist yes. that has actually uh, shared that she really likes our podcast and has shared it with a few of her um, clients, and I, which I, I'm glad to hear. And I want to shout out a big thank you for that because our whole thing is about ending the sexual dark age. The whole reason you started this was to get people out there to talk more about it, to uh, feel more comfortable with their own sexuality. And um, so many things happen in a relationship um, that causes so many people to go in a different direction. Whether they're unhappy with themselves or possibly they are unhappy in the relationship for many different reasons, but you have to get to the bottom of it because it can be corrected most of the time right. if you talk about it and you work with it and um, certainly I always highly recommend if it's a, a deep situation to see a therapist and make sure that they are one that are that is open about sexuality and um, whether it's that you have a kink or that it's just plain old I want vanilla sex but you're not getting enough whatever the case may be don't be afraid to turn to a therapist because they right. can be helpful and, yeah and I want to approach this from a couple of different primary angles because I think when you have a frigid sex life, which is what we're talking about right here, you know, obviously, uh, if he's unhappy with, if D is unhappy with the current state, you know, it sounds like it certainly has not always been like this. And obviously now he's married and he's got a couple of kids, so that does have an impact. Uh, but there are two basic perspectives you can come at this from. The first is the direct method, which I want to talk about second, but the first is the direct method where you sit down and have an honest conversation. Now, I recommend that before the direct method, you try the sneaky method. Because I think there are some very common things that can lead to a loss of an a loss of intimacy in a relationship. And I think those common things, several of which we're about to talk about, uh, can only make your relationship stronger if you start doing them. And uh, they will improve your intimacy level regardless. And you may find that the lack of those fundamental intimate moments is what's the problem in the first place. Uh, but in any case, I think you want to fix them before you move forward. So. And, and so when you're talking sneaky, I know you're going to explain that, but I think I kind of know where you're going with this. And so I just want to um, ask you a question. Are you talking about perhaps um, he would make sure that the kids are taken care of for the evening, whether it's at the in-laws or his own parents or people that he trusts? Well, as, as a part of an overall program. But I think before we even get to that, um, you know, their human intimacy is based on a lot of subtle factors. Um, and so what I would suggest anyone in this position do first is sit down and take a long look at the past history of your relationship. And there is a time when you were having better sex. And the first questions you want to answer are what was different about then and now? 
And, you know, I want you to take out the fact that you're now married or the fact that you now have two kids. I mean, those are those are big life changes. But for your relationship with your playmate, what you know, what, if any, fundamental aspects have changed? And uh, for a guy or for D, since he is uh, a guy with a woman, I would say, what got you into her pants in the first place? So look back at the things that got you into her pants in the first place. And ask yourself the question, how many of them do you still do? And that's a good place to start. You know, if you used to leave random sexy messages on her voicemail, which is a great idea no matter what, you know, and it doesn't have to be anything, uh, it doesn't have to be anything explicit even. You know, it can just be, hey, I was thinking about you and getting hard, so I thought I'd call and tell you so. Mm -hmm. Click. Because um, when you get into the day-to-day of a relationship, you know, because long-term relationships, there is there is some mundane aspects. There are some mundane aspects that can, you know, feel like you're having less fun and just, you know, it's a daily grind when it's work and taking care of kids and, and all of that. And it's easy for us to miss some of these fundamental intimacies because I think in a long-term relationship, uh, it is natural to almost feel like you're entitled to sex. Right. And, and I think it's natural to not work quite as hard. And something that's a small thing, but I really found it to be um, a, a really great thing to do. Um, I have a, a friend that I was over at her house, and then we went over to another friend's house, and this friend was writing a note on the mirror with her lipstick to her man. And I thought, well, that's kind of hot, you that know. That's definitely. You know, and and it doesn't have to be a hot message because they have two kids. But just I'm thinking about you. Can't wait to see you tonight when I get home or whatever. So like, if you get up first in the morning and you're going out to, you know, you're going to go out for uh, a day at work and you get up before she does to write that little note with her lipstick uh, is kind of a cool idea. Right. Slip a slip a little note into her purse, and these these are all very fundamental things that you that you can do to increase intimacy. And we talk about a lot of these things in great detail back in episode three. So if you have listened to it in the past, try giving it another listen specifically from this perspective. And if you haven't heard it, uh, definitely uh, go back to episode three and check that out. Uh, But continuing on, um, you know, so intimacy is a whole lot more than just raw sexual attraction. Uh, Little things that we can fall out of the habit of doing are having non-sexual physical contact on a regular basis, whether it's cuddling on the couch, uh, walking up behind her and uh, and rubbing her shoulders without her asking you to, and giving her a kiss on the back of the neck. That sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's because I did. It's what I was doing to you a little while ago, I right know. before I fucked you. Well, and and that is one of the things you you take time, and even if we're sitting in in different areas of the living room, you stop and come over and just to cuddle with me and to hug me and and literally stay there for quite a while. And and those are things that I love and appreciate about you. And they're nice things. Yeah. And that's those type of things are the fundamentals of intimacy, uh, which can be a victim of a demanding life and taking care of kids and stuff like that. So and I think you need to uh, D needs to evaluate that and see what he's doing or what he's not doing. And the key, especially uh, from what I've seen with women, the key is intimate contact where you never make the move and try to turn it into actual sex. 
Um, you know, the, have the intimate contact, you know, walk up behind her when she's, you know, standing in front of the microwave, warming something up and just give her a hug from behind and kiss her on the cheek. And, you know, these, these fundamental intimacies are what our sexual attraction is built on. And it's the kind of things we naturally do at the beginning of a relationship that can fade out. And for a lot of women and, and men too, I'm sure, but for a lot of women, the day-to-day grind of when you have children worrying about them and worrying about, you know, how am I going to take care of all this and get all this done today? Especially the majority of women not only take care of the the things with the kids today at school and, you know, I got to make sure that we have their lunch money or their lunches made or uh, the, the PTA meeting tonight, all the way up to, you know, are they going to be cared for going out and getting their clothes? And I'm not saying that the men don't do it, but the typical female tends to worry about those things on a day-to-day basis. It's hard to relax and to get to that sexual um, feeling. And and I think one of our friends, uh, your one of your dear friends, has started doing date night. And I really believe that date night is extremely important. Oh, I think that's an excellent idea in a long-term relationship. When you are, I mean, even if you're just married and no kids, going out and getting out of the the ruckus of being in the home every single day yeah, and, is important. And you know what? Times are tight and people don't necessarily have gigantic entertainment budgets right now. But seriously, you can pack some sandwiches and go sit at the park and have a picnic lunch. And it can be extremely romantic. And you, if, you, if money is tight, spending money can stress you out if money's tight. So, you know, going out for an expensive evening is not necessarily the answer because you're both going to be stressing out about how to pay for it. So simple stuff. Going for a walk. You mm-hmm. know, the... Um, go to your I, local metro park and rent a rowboat for an hour for $5 and go out and hang out on the lake. And you, and literally, you don't even have to do that. There's so many beautiful lakes around that you can just go sit. Most of them have benches somewhere. You can just go together and sit there, but you're getting out of the day-to-day rut of being in the home and taking care of the daily stuff. To spend alone time together where it's just the two of you and you're going out no matter what it is, just spending time with each other like you said. Exactly. You know, the romance isn't necessarily about the location you're in. It's not about the spot you choose to go or necessarily what you choose to be doing when you get there. It's about the fact that you took the time to set time aside to spend alone time with your playmate and at least put some kind of thought into where to do it. I mean, that's where, you know, that's the romantic aspect of it. And I think you have to make it clear to her as a suggestion, if you if you feel that this might be part of one of the issues, is tell her, say, you know what? We deserve alone time together, and I think that we need it, and so we're going to schedule it, and we're going to find somebody that's going to watch our two children every week and try to make it on this day and so forth, such as your friend did. They they pick every, I believe it's Saturday, right. that they have their alone time, and it was actually his mother-in-law that, that thought of that idea and um, said, hey, I want you to go and have some fun and, and takes care of their uh, child. So I think that that's important. I, I really do. I think it's... Um, imperative in a relationship to spend that time. And you know what? Beautiful scenery out there. There is so many beautiful trees. When we go to our you're, local you're, park. If you're in the city, you got parks and awesome buildings to look at. Uh, if you're out in the country, you got no end of, you know, romantic spots that are romantic just because the two of you are there together alone away from distraction. And I'm going to post a few landscape sceneries uh, for our listener out there uh, just to give you some ideas of what beauty, you know, can you can look at it and you can go, wow, this is really nice. But what it does to your, you know, to the feelings inside of you, it's uplifting and peaceful. And so, and they're all over. I mean, the park that we go to, when we go for a walk, it's an, it's, you know, a metro park, but 
it's not far, so the gas doesn't cost that much money. And we can be completely alone if we want to because it's so big that there's all kinds of places to get lost. Um, but beautiful, beautiful scenery. And there's rocks. And well, like where, that one where I took a picture of you leaning up against, it was more like a oh, wall. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the old crumbling wall from the old farmhouse. Yeah. yeah. So there's all kinds of different things that you go, oh, I didn't even think of that. So I think that that's one aspect of, of getting the relationship back into a good place is the starting with, you know, hon, you deserve some time, you know, to get ready and to be by yourself and then let's have a date night. So you take the kids to wherever they're supposed to be. And, you know, then you take, let her have some alone time, take a bath, whatever. Yeah, and when, and when you are in a relationship with kids, volunteering to take some of the child care voluntarily off of your partner. I just repeated voluntarily, but volunteer, <laughs> but whatever. But it's important. Um, That's, yeah, no, that taking, is important. Choosing to take the time of your own initiative to take some of the child care burden off of your playmate is is one of the things that makes them feel like you're 100% in your relationship and with them for the long haul. And, uh, you know, some of the, the day-to-day monotonies that we just normally fall into uh, tend, can tend to be very destructive to that kind of thing. Right. And you tend to take a huge load off of that for me when just with work things alone. But, you know, you I think you're the type of man that would automatically do that. For... Well, yeah, you need to be thinking about my cock, not this mundane <laughs> bullshit that I could be taking care of. I'm already thinking about your pussy. You know, that's I'm a guy. That's easy. <laughs> so for him, I'm not saying that he's not doing that, but... If you aren't, it's something that you might want to consider because it goes a long way with a with a female, with your partner in general, male or female. Just thinking of that person and doing something for them, no matter how big or how small, they add up. And yep. you know, then you come back and she's ready to go, or maybe not. Maybe yeah, you have and, a quickie and first. Along, <laughs> along the lines of exactly what you were saying, you know, it's it's little things, and this is true for all of us. So I don't want to make it sound like you know women are like this and men aren't. Um, I think women are more likely to miss the little things than men are. I think men blow them off easier. It's not that we don't appreciate them because when women do the little things for us, believe me, we notice and we appreciate it. Um, But, uh, you know, little things like when you're at the store, you know, you see something that when you're at the grocery store, you see something she likes that's not on the list and you decide to get it for her anyway. You know, just little things that show that you are thinking about her when you are not together. And something you brought up just now is also... Like you said, sometimes the men just blow it off. But let her know if you notice something that she's done for you that might have been small, but that you took the time to notice that she did it. Yep. Because... None of us say thank you enough in our relationships. I firmly believe that no man. It's like it's like great sex always being able to be better. You know, when you showing appreciation for the things that people do for us without even thinking about it um, is is a foundation of a strong relationship. And and something else uh, that taking this a little bit further is okay. You have date night going, but. You know, sometimes for a woman, it's hard to just let go. It's, you know, you've, you've got all these worries about the little ones and, you know, so forth. A little getaway weekend, whether it has to be at home, but you can do those things outside of the home. Yeah, but, a staycation. Right. It's, you know, but I if you, I do too. But if you can take her, uh, even if it's at home, but if you could take her out of the having to care for the kids, even if she wants to check in on them, you know, to call in and say, hey, just want to check on how the kids are doing. And the kids talk to her and, you know, oh, they're great. You know, because depending on the age, the little ones tend to miss mommy and or daddy easier. So, but if she could have a weekend to really unwind and, you know, I, I think it's great if you can afford it to get a little getaway away from the home. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's also a positive thing to just try to just have the intention and discuss the intention, you know, sit down with her and say, hey, you know, I really feel like we don't 
it's, it's so hard to get quality time with taking care of the kids and everything. I would like us to make sure that we go away somewhere for a weekend at least once every six months, you yeah. know, just, to, just to have alone time. And proposing that is showing that you are interested in the long-term health of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so working towards uh, wrapping up the uh, step one or the sneaky stuff that you can do to improve the intimacy in your relationship, uh, I do want to say that uh, it, even if you are a big believer in foreplay, uh, it is still possible for uh, for your woman to fall into a rut where if you don't have all these random intimacies, uh, if you don't have a situation where, uh, or if you get into the, the habit where you are, you do try to be intimate and uh, you do try to have that intimate contact, but you only do it when you're trying to warm her up for sex, you, the intimate contact itself, the foreplay can become a stressor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause mm-hmm. it, it creates all, if that's your situation, all of a sudden the foreplay is just a precursor to sex. So it puts that pressure and expectation, you know, as soon as you grab her ass, she knows that yes. it's time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and she might not be ready for it. Exactly. You know, you may, she may need to, you know, she may need to get her head around it. And these are ways that it, that women's sexuality very often gets stifled. Uh, because of that feeling of pressure. So you do need to make sure to establish, even if you are big into foreplay, um, those random intimacies, you know, the hugs, the back rubs, the kiss on the cheek, the kiss on the back of the neck, putting your arms around her waist from behind, establish that you want to be intimate with her and have that intimate contact, not only as an immediate precursor to sex. Right. It should be something that re- immediately relaxes her. So like going up and, and touching her on her shoulders or giving her a pat, you know, in your favorite place, but then walking away, meaning you're not expecting her to have sex with you right now, is what you're exactly, saying? Exactly, yeah. Which is, I agree with that, because if somebody is all tied up in knots and like uh, they can't really think about anything and then all of a sudden she knows you're going to want to have sex. She's going to find the excuse. And it sounds a little bit to me like that's what she's doing here. Not necessarily because she doesn't want to have sex, but because, because she can't unwind. Well, yeah. And that, and you know, from the information we have from D, that's why one of the reasons I'm trying to carry, cover this from such a broad perspective or, you know, handful of perspectives is that we don't have a ton of information. A lot of things could be going on. Uh, but you know, whether she, whether her sex drive is down because of taking care of the kids or because she's pissed off at you for something you don't know about, which is a very real possibility, <laughs> um, you know, something you didn't realize you did or something that you do on a regular basis, you know, that can be another problem is that, uh, and, uh, and I've had relationships where this has been a difficult thing to work through is people not speaking up when you're doing something that pisses them off. And then, you know, it just festers. You know, and, and, you know, when they, if they ever do open out about it, open up about it, you know, they come out guns blazing. Like, are oh, you motherfucker? You leave your socks in the fucking kitchen. You know, when. <laughs> it's not the socks in the kitchen. Well, it could be, but. Well, you know, but, you know, a lot of times it's you know, a lot it, of things. Yeah, it can, it can build up pressure. So, I mean, you may be doing things that irritate the fuck out of her that you're not even aware of. <laughs> and, and, and I've had a, a therapist that I know uh, actually work with some of their clients where he would have them. Do a list of the things that you that bother you about that person, whether it's you know the clicking of the change in the pants pocket to you know they they comb their hair and then they leave the hair all in the sink you know uh, to and then the the list of the positives and then they would go over that and then the therapist would say okay let's try to work on on one of these negatives and see if we can turn it into a positive, which is something that 
any couple could do. You yeah, know? you could do it. And sometimes it takes the therapist's outside perspective to suggest that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, for the sneaky method, I would say make sure that you are being intimate with her in a non-sexual way pretty frequently. Um, make sure she knows that you appreciate her. Leave it, you know, and as I said earlier, uh, little notes. You can write, a, write her a little note and throw it in her purse. Uh, when she walks out the door in the morning, you know, you could be sending her a text message as soon as the door closes. And before she gets out of the driveway, she gets a message from you telling how, her how great her ass looks in those pants. Yes, thank you for that too, by the way. No problem. <laughs> uh, so little stuff like that makes a big difference. Um, so go through all that little stuff for yourself because you may be able to fix this entire situation without having any difficult conversations. Um, and if these little things fi- if these little things fix it, then you know it was something that was on you and then you fixed it and life is good. Um, if these little things don't fix it, then you have already, you've already, whether she realizes it or not, you have established that you're working on your relationship by taking the time to try and be more intimate. Um, so that puts you in a good position if you have to sit down and start having difficult conversations. Um, so getting therapy should be on the table. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's the right first choice. I think a lot of things can be solved. You know, two people who love each other and are dedicated to being together can solve a lot of things. Uh, without therapy. So I say, you know, try some of that first and sit down and have the honest conversation Uh, because this is something we men are also notorious for never, ever wanting to do. And by simple virtue of you addressing this yourself in a calm and measured fashion, and, you know, you've you're probably got frustration built up right now. I'm sure you do because it's only natural. Make sure if you sit down and talk about this stuff, you keep a lid on that frustration. Uh, because turning it into an argument, as soon as voices start raising, people stop listening. So, mm-hmm. you know, you want to make sure, and even, you know, if you both should have a couple of drinks in you before you have the conversation, that's fine, you know, or, or roll a fatty or do whatever you do to unwind a little bit, because you should be able to both come at the conversation from at least a, a mellow point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes we have to bring up things in our relationships that are difficult in order to address them. And it is appropriate after you've done all the little things that you could do on your own to sit down and say, you know, I've, I've been trying, our sex life is not doing it for me anymore. And I have been trying to do a few things on my own and they're not working. So we need to talk about this. This is, this is not working for me anymore. And I would like you to tell me, you know, is there something specific that I could do to get you sexually interested in me again? And one of the other things too is Sometimes people will think that they fell out of love with somebody, and I'm not saying that this is the situation at all, but something for other listeners out there to pay attention to is sometimes it's the situation, and it's not necessarily that they fell out of love with you, and that's where I believe that therapy can really help people to try to fix it. Because I think so. it's so easy today because of divorce for people just to walk away and say, I'm done, when actually bringing that romance back to the table is a key part of it. And so... If you can bring the romance part of it back, sometimes it takes therapy and a good sex therapist. And and they're not always a good fit for you. You know, you you might have to go through one or three, four different sex therapists before you find the one that is, is right for you because they're not always going to be the fit for you. So they're out there, though. And, and I do believe that before you call it quits, you know, just talk to the person and say, you know what, it might just be the, the things that we have going on with each other that aren't working, can we try this first? If you really love the person and you don't want to lose them and you're just feeling like, you know, it's lost, try that and just see what happens because sometimes it's just a matter of fixing what was wrong. Yeah, and so you, and you need to, 
you need to come at it from the perspective of trying to fix it. You know, from, you want to come at it from a strong, very positive place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is no place for finger pointing. You're not saying, you're not asking, why don't you want to fuck me? You're asking, you know, what are the things, what is it that I'm doing that is meaning that you're not attracted to me anymore? You know, that it's, it's a more passive approach, but it's, it's has zero aggressiveness to it. And, and by the way, there's been couples that I have known that they were unhappy in their relationship and somebody's gone outside and had an affair on the person and so forth. And I just want to say that those people, some of them have actually fixed their relationship by going by some of them just by talking with each other and trying to fix what was wrong. Others, it took a therapist to kind of guide them. But uh, several of them have been able to get back into their marriage and actually save the relationship. So even if somebody did have an affair, don't think it has to be over. It, you you know, sometimes people can't forgive. And True. Well, I, I think if that was the case here, we would have, he would have, he would have mentioned that. That's it. Right. I'm kind of sharing that for yeah. all the people that are listening to our podcast and, you know, they might be going, oh, you know, this is going on. I'm not saying that that's what's happening here at all because we don't have enough information. But right. what I am saying is, is that does not mean it's ever over. You know, you have to be able to trust that person again. And sometimes that weighs right, in heavy, right. but. Sometimes the reason people do that, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's because they're just unhappy and they're just looking for an escape of trying to get happy again. Yeah. And at the, at the very least, you know, by being the one who initiates a conversation, you know, and, you know, you, you can say it however you like, however it feels natural to you. But if you're going to sit down and talk about it, say that you're willing to try relationship counseling, because that is, that is something that does not usually come from the man. In a heterosexual relationship. And the fact that you are taking the time to say it at all should be a big, you know, warning bell to her that, you know, you, that you are very serious about this. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Sorry, we have a pussy invasion here at Mission Control. We'll see if there's a cat on the keyboard here shortly. Okay, so she's just passing through. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, does that, does that pretty much cover it or was there something we were going to talk about that we we're going to talk about in relation to this that we didn't cover yet? I think that you covered it pretty well. I mean, you said starting off about the sneaky method, yeah. but I think we just slid right into. And it's, it's worth noting that what we suggested for the sneaky method of rekindling fire in a relationship, all of that is just important stuff that you can do to help keep your relationship happy and to get into new people's pants. And it's all just great, uh, intimate advice and great things that you can do to improve the intimacy level in your life. I agree. I think Shelby came over here to witness you getting spankings. Really? Yes. Is that true, Shelby? Yes. Actually, we have a couple of things on the birthday spankings end of, uh, the show. Let me pull this up on Facebook here. One of our listeners showed Shara a great kindness. Uh, So, regarding the spanking your ass stuff for today, uh, Liam says, Great to see the podcast is back. I just wanted to say that it is Lab Puppy's 24th birthday tomorrow, and you can tell Shara that she's lucky because she doesn't need to take any extra spankings for Lab Puppy. Thank you so much. So see how kind that was? Yeah, Wait, what kind of kind. blush is that? That's that's not the normal blush. I, I think I think what I just saw there is the blush for the new bell. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> However, 
we have another member of the audience. Another? Who is not quite so generous. Wow. I think perhaps might be afraid of getting some birthday spankings of their own. So Milagros did request <laughs> that you take some spankings. Okay. So I, I haven't decided. I don't want this to become monotonous because I love spanking you on the air. And we know from stellar amounts of feedback that we've gotten that people like hearing you get spanked on the air. Uh, and likewise, if there is anyone who thinks it detracts from the show or does not like it, we would certainly be happy to hear from you as well. We haven't heard any negative feedback yet, but I we always invite it. Uh, so jvaltheros at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or whatnot. Um, so I, w I think I'm going to have to come up with creative new ways to spank you every week so it doesn't get monotonous for the listeners. Oh, okay. So what are you so, thinking today? Today, you're going to go pick something for me to paddle your ass with. Oh, really? And I'm going to stop tape just so you don't feel like being rushed. Because so, it could take me an hour. Yeah, so we're, we're going to cut it out here for a second while she picks out something to get spanked with. So, Shara has returned from the back room <laughs> where all the toys are. <laughs> and I, I want to give her some credit because I've officially been rules lawyered. <laughs> uh, I instructed her to go find something for me to spank her with. Uh, I was... <laughs> I did not give much detail. I did not apply a whole lot of parameters to that. So what she came back with is this foofy little bullshit fucking tickle stick. I know. It's got feathers on one end. Did it on purpose. And, I admit it. And the little the little rubber flogger tails that, that at full swing I barely even feel on the palm of my hand. So uh, this round goes to Shara. Congratulations, baby. That was well played. Thank that you. Was certainly well played. Thank you. Uh, now, I... And I this thing is so pathetic, I'm going to post a picture of it. <laughs> it is episode. pathetic. So we're going, to I... have, we're going to have a picture of the bell. We're going to have a picture of this thing, this tickler <laughs> that you brought me to spank you with. I openly admit I was creative. <laughs> I just want to say, when he said it, as I'm walking away to go to the back room to get the toy, I went, okay, now i got to find the, the, the funniest little... Really, are you serious? You're coming back with that? And watch the smile on his face as he realizes, well, I told her to pick out whatever she wanted. And, yeah, and, and, and regardless, it, I, I am kind of proud of her when she outmaneuvers me. It doesn't I know. happen all the time, but, but when I'm kind of proud of her. But when I saw the smile on your face, <laughs> it was a smile of she got me. And that makes my day. <laughs> yes, I have officially been outmaneuvered. Couldn't uh, help myself. So look, uh, check out the uh, the post in the RSS feed or the post on the website for episode 50 to see this bullshit tickler that she's about to get spanked with for Milagros's birthday. And Milagros, you feel free to lodge a complaint because I wouldn't necessarily take action. But if you feel that this is not appropriate, I, I am open. Well, and I'm going to say something. After you spank me, I'm going to share something. Okay. So... How do you want me? I want you ass up with your ass next to the microphone. Okay. I mean, it's not like I can get it. It's not like there is any such thing as a full <laughs> swing with this fucking thing anyway. So not sure how much it matters. Probably can't even hear it. Oh, drop those panties. What the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> a thong I wouldn't have made you drop, but you're wearing actual panties. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I, I, that was very nice how you uh, turned a little bit so that I could. Uh, it does have a little sting to it. I just want you to know. Well, that's because I'm giving it a full swing. I'm hitting you with everything I can without breaking a little piece of shit. <laughs> so we're halfway through. I'll tell you this time that Milagro's turned 20. One, two. Oh, wait. No, that was 11 and 12. I better make sure. 11, 12, 13. <laughs> 
14, 15, 16, 17. And because you brought a tickler, that makes 20. But I think that coochie needs a little tickle. <laughs> you tickled it earlier, Master. Oh, I know I did. Look, the feathers are wet now. <laughs> and by the way, well, we'll save the panty part. But if I were you, Master, I would have used this on my titties and it would have hurt a lot more. Oh, that's but an excellent. But birthday spankings are done. <laughs> Notice I saved that till after he was done. Yeah, no, I, I will let you I will let you carry the win on that. I'm twice. not twice. I'm, I'm, I'm not, hot. No, today. it's not twice. It's just me choosing not to undermine your earlier win. Oh. Because I, thought, I am fucking kind. Oh, so you would have thought of to do my titties instead of my ass with that? No, no, but the fact that I'm not doing your titties too. In addition to oh. your ass is my giant kindness and generosity. But the fact that you didn't think about doing the titties first, I, I was creative. I already had that in my head. Oh, yes, thinking, that's true. Yes, you, know, you do so. win another couple of points. For I'm hot today. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is there anything else? Oh, uh, actually, there is something else we want to talk about. I want to put this out to the audience because it's something that you and I have discussed doing. Um, we do a lot of stuff, and some of this gets posted on Facebook, some of it doesn't. Um, you know, sex is a big part of our lives, and the furthering research in sex and sex positivity is as well. Uh, we come across a lot of very interesting news articles, a lot of which we do retweet on Twitter and uh, share on Facebook. But beyond that, we were thinking about adding a This Week in Sex news-type segment, uh, and we cannot decide whether we want to just add a segment to the show and make it a part of the regular show, or maybe release a separate mini episode, or maybe start a completely separate podcast. But we're leaning away from that because that's just new responsibility. You know, it's not necessarily the sex. The this week in sex stuff is not necessarily something we're going to actually do every week. There may not, you know, we may go through a week without any great news. Uh, but we are looking for feedback from the audience. Uh, post on the website, sexualdarkage.com, pretty much anywhere. Uh, email jvaltharos at gmail.com or jvshara at gmail.com. Send us messages on Facebook. Fuck, we're out there. So we're, we're looking for the feedback and uh, feel free to post on our walls or pretty much anything else. We are interested in your opinion on that. Yes, and uh, I know that there's a lot of sex therapists out there that you know, might have some Yeah, yeah, I did want to, to circle share. back to that. And uh, yeah, also, as we we don't necessarily say it in every episode, uh, but we are always looking for suggestions for new topics. We've already gotten a couple of them on the website this week or on uh, Facebook this week. So we're always looking for topic suggestions. Um, and because it's apropos to talk about the therapists who have and continue to use our show as part of their therapy, which is uh, it, I mean, it's it's beyond flattering. It's what we it's what we hoped would be the best possible case scenario when we started this show. Yes, um, that it would become something more than you know than just a podcast that can help people improve their sex lives. Uh, but it, and I feel kind of validated. You know, every time we hear from a new therapist that has mm -hmm. been able to use one of our episodes or use our show in general uh, in the treatment of somebody with sexual issues, it just makes me feel good about myself. It gives me tinglys down under. It does, and and it's um, it's. It's very nice to know that we're able to give ideas or to help. And, and I wish, honestly, that I had that earlier before I met you because it would have made a huge difference for me. So um, thank you for sharing our podcast and hopefully it will help people. Yep. And that pretty much wraps up this episode. Oh, no, it doesn't. Oh, yes, yes. Shara's wagging her finger at me, reminding me that we were going to talk about one other thing. Uh, last time we talked about KY, yours and mine. Uh, and as I think I mentioned last time, I picked up the yours and mine when I was at the store to replenish on lube anyway. 
um, and discovered the forest of dildos at Walgreens, which was just fucking awesome. Um, he can't get away from that notice. Well, no, I just, I think it's impressive and I give Walgreens credit because a couple of years ago when the show first started, I know that I specifically mentioned that you could not buy a dildo at Walgreens or that there was one available well, if you ordered online or not all stores carried it. And now they got a fucking forest of dildos right and, next to the rubbers. And I think it's great. And then when I open up my dildo worlds all over the place, guess who's going to carry my dildos? All of those stores. <laughs> of course they will, baby. Because I'm going to have the most unusual ones ever. <laughs> baby, I've seen a lot of funky dildos, so I support you. But I, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing your designs in that case, because um, I've seen some funky dildos. Yeah, well, you will. So. Yeah, so uh, what I also got when I was there was uh, the Wet Platinum Original Black. Now, I've been using Wet Platinum for years, and they have a few different varieties. Um, but, uh, and you know, you don't necessarily, when you have a few different varieties of lube, you don't necessarily go through it ridiculously fast. Cause in the case of Shara's pussy, we <laughs> don't knew. usually need it. So, I mean, you know, it, <laughs> unless I'm fucking her in the ass or, you know, or we've been going at it for a while and she's feeling dehydrated. I, fuck. What was you double? That was a doubled over blush with, I think means ding dong. <laughs> the doubled over blush where you refuse to even let me see your face. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so lube tends to generally last us for a while. Uh, so my old, I would like to say my old bottle of wet platinum, which might've been a couple, three years old. Um, this is superior lube. It seems like they've changed their formula. Uh, so the old platinum or wet platinum in the black bottle, uh, is ex real thin. Uh, so it goes on very thin. It's extremely slippery. It has good adhesion. Uh, it is the ultimate of kind of a little bit goes a long way. Uh, so I think it is a fantastic pro product. I've always liked their stuff, but this particular version is my new favorite loop. And I have to be honest, like, you know, one of the times when you pulled out, you know, usually I like to lick all the cum and, you know, you said, oh, but I put, uh, I put uh, lube on. I said, well, you know, let me try it anyway. And it really, there was no aftertaste at all. Yeah. Which is great with the loop. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, because I enjoy licking it all up. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I love watching you. Lick the cum off of my cock right Oh, did you I have to do that again? Pussy. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, oh. I love watching it, you know, but I just try to, I try to be a gentleman, you know, after I fuck the hell out of you. I'm not going to stuff it in your mouth if it's all covered with lubes and chemicals. And you shit. are very generous Just about like that. I will not, you know, I will not generally, unless, you know, someone who I know doesn't mind it, I will not generally whip off a condom and stick it in a woman's mouth because you get that latex aftertaste, you know, so, I mean, feel free to get up on it, but, uh. <laughs> I'm probably not going to force it on you. <laughs> no latex aftertaste. Although I didn't check to see if it's okay to lick, but... I'm sure it is. <laughs> but I did it anyway your because... Your mouth would have you know. puckered up or your lips would have... <laughs> hypoallergenic, 100% silicone. So, yeah, and there there isn't much left by the time you're done with the sex. I mean, you know, a lot of it's been absorbed by the body and replaced with My girly wetness. jizz and manly jizz and everything else you, you like licking off of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I, and that was, I just passed on about 15 rings of the bell. I know. I, I can feel this. They're still. Oh, like, I know. Your cheeks are still, still red. Still warm. Yeah. Still as red as that new bell. I know. So uh, I think this has been a fun episode. Thanks to everybody. A uh, lot of uh, listener interaction, and we'd love to see that. Um, so please keep posting. Keep coming to the website for your erotic photography, your erotic laughs. And uh, right now, some sex news, but hopefully soon more sex news. And uh, we want to make our website, sexualdeckage.com, your sexy stop of the day. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for listening. And it was a, it was a very good episode. I enjoyed it. So until next time, this be me, J.V. Altharos, reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life. And there is always room for better. 
always room for better? I don't know. You just, all, all, all you do cease to amaze me with better. Every time I turn around and I think I've had the best, you prove me wrong. That's because I'm always trying, baby, because <laughs> I think there's always room. And you do great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. See you next time.